airing the Addisons. Well, let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Erin the Addisons here on American Family Radio. I'm Will Addison, once again holding it down for the family, sending you greetings from the Addison tribe. Man, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be here. You know, I look at this opportunity to uh, for us to be able to talk to you each day as a great, great opportunity just to share, you know, what the Lord has laid on our hearts to encourage the body of Christ. You know, we have a central theme you know, on our show, we talk about marriage. We talk about the family. We talk about life. We talk about uh, politics. We talk about all these different things, culture. But we talk about it from a biblical perspective. That's what she, that's what we should be doing as as Christians. You know, looking at all these things that are happening, but saying, Lord, what are you saying about this stuff? You know, so it's a great honor to be able to uh, share with you each and every uh, each and every day. I also just want to say thank you again to people who have sent sent me uh, messages and encouraged me and said, you know, that um, that I've been doing a, a great job. Praise God. I'm just trying to follow his lead, uh, follow his lead. That makes it a much, much uh, easier. But I, I thank you for those uh, uh, encourage encouragements. Uh, before we get started, I want to go ahead and get some things out of the way. Uh, make, make sure you download our podcast. You can download our podcast at AFR.net slash podcast. You can go to AFR.net on the homepage. There's a podcast tab. Click on that and you can find our show or any show that you would like to download. Also, you can email us at Addisons at AFR.net. Addisons at AFR.net. That's uh, A-D-D-I-S-O-N-S at AFR.net. Make sure you go to AFA.net slash events and check out the events that are coming up. Maybe there's some town halls or some things that you want to be informed about. Uh, Make sure you go there because we have that information ready and available for you. Also, make sure you go to OneNewsNow.com. That's the the news machine of AFA, of of American Family Radio. Um, And so make sure that you go. And sign up uh, for the daily news brief. You know, in the wake of the alleged voting, uh, you know, stuff and irregularities in the 2020 presidential election, a major legal battle has ensued. So and a lot of people are not talking about this stuff. But the integrity of the election process should be at the forefront of every news outlet. But the mainstream media can no longer be trusted. We see that we see that there's so many so much bias out there. You look, you're looking for places where you can go, where you can trust. Along with battling biased news outlets, America is experiencing unprecedented levels of censorship that's happening on social media all over the place. We need to get the truth out. And our news service, One News Now, uh, remains constant and continues to bring you the most current news from a Christian perspective. Very important. 
Very important. For believers under the sound of my voice, onenewsnow.com, a Christian perspective. It, it looks at the, the daily news, um, you know, and, and report the truth, the things that you won't hear on uh, other news sources. So make sure that you sign up for the daily briefing. The daily briefing. Um, go to onenewsnow.com. While the news sources uh, we once relied on are now succumbing to the agenda, One News Now continues to provide trusted news. One News Now is offering daily updates on the campaign litigation across the country. And we need you to sign up to receive our daily news updates directly to your inbox. Uh, this will help us deliver trusted news to you and avoid censorship. So make sure you go to onenewsnow.com. I want to stress that, you know, because I know there's a lot of people who are going away from certain, you know, uh, Network news stations and they're looking for things like, man, where can I go to get the truth? OneNewsNow.com. Also, make sure you go and view In His Image, the docu documentary uh, created by AFS. You can go to uh, InHisImage.movie, InHisImage.movie to, to see that. Uh, it's a great resource for your church, uh, for family, for Bible studies, whatever. It's just a great resource uh, that, that answers a lot of questions concerning sexuality. You know, what does God say about homosexuality? You know, can I be gay and a Christian? All those different things. Um, you can uh, watch this documentary and it answers those questions. Also, we have Operation Christmas Child uh, going on. You can pack shoe boxes and help us send great joy and the good news of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. Be a part of evangelism and discipleship when you pack an Operation Christmas Child shoebox. American Family Radio is joining Operation Christmas Child to share uh, the hope and love found in Jesus Christ through a simple shoebox gift. For more information on that, you can go to SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC to get more information on that. Also, we have the Orange Letter campaign that's going on. Um, and so Engage Magazine is once again teaming up with the Global, with Global Outreach International for this year's uh, Orange Letter campaign. And each year we give AFR listeners an opportunity to send letters uh, to persecuted Christians and missionaries around the world. And so far we've delivered letters to Egypt, Syria, North, Car North, North Carolina, North Korea <laughs> and Nigeria. Hey, you might need to send something to North Carolina soon with how things are going in this country. Anyway, uh, this year, uh, listeners will be able to send letters to people that are on the mission field in different countries around the world. And these letters uh, will be sent with Christmas cards to missionaries that are away from home and family during the Christmas season. This year, we want to shed light on how COVID-19 has affected the missionaries. Some were back in the U.S. to raise funds and became separated from their long-term uh, mission field. Some became trapped uh, in the country, in, in the countries they minister in, and some are losing funding and may have to leave their mission fields. Take time to send letters and encouragement and prayer to missionaries around the globe. Keep it to 200 words or less, and the letters can be emailed to orange at afa.net. That's orange at afa.net, and the deadline for the letters November 20th. So there, some great information uh, for all of you who are listening. You know, once again, onenewsnow.com. We have the Orange Letter Campaign. We have Operation Christmas Child. 
all kind of things happening and so that you can be on top of things and uh, just great opportunities through uh, AFA. Uh, today, I wanted to talk a bit about we as believers in the United States of America, uh, we need to have a shift in our mindsets. I'm especially speaking to, you know, parents, grandparents, anybody who would be in the life of a, a child, you know, a guardian. We need to have a shift in our mentality. You know, Isaiah chapter five, verse 20, it says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And where we're living now in America, that's what's happening. This is nothing new, but we see it on the increase and on the rise in the days that we're living in. Romans chapter one, verse 18 through 23. It says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of people who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. We see this happening right now because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, that is his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived, being understood by what has been made so that they are without excuse. Verse 21, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their reasonings and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible mankind of birds, four footed animals and crawling creatures. We see these things happening in our country, in America right now, the suppression of truth. We see where there's a turning away from God. We see where evil is being uh, uh, said to be good and good is being said to be evil. And in the midst of this, we live here in this country as Christians and we are commanded to speak what the Bible says. Regardless of the culture that we're in right now, regardless of where uh, our society is headed, we stand out as being the light of Christ in this country. And there's a shifting of our mentality that has to happen because when there is comfort, you have a certain mindset and you can get dull, you can get lazy. You can also be given over to idolatry if you're not careful idolizing, you know, the treats of the area where you live, you know, idolizing the comforts, idolizing those things that uh, feel good and, and that you desire to do. And we could easily be lulled to sleep as Christians uh, in, in a place of comfort, of, of, of great uh, luxurious living. We could be blinded. We can be dulled. And we as Christians have to shift in our thinking about the day and the time we are living in. If we haven't shifted already, hopefully this is not something that, you know, we are 
having to pull ourselves out of now. Hope, hopefully, we've been seeing what's, what's coming and be, have been making preparations to have a shift in our mentality because, look, we have to understand where we are. We should have always had this, uh, this earth is not our final destination type mindset. But I want to encourage the body of Christ that now more than ever, understand the times for the sake, for your sake and for your family's sake. It's, we have to be wise. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3 through 17 says, But sexual immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be mentioned among you as is proper among saints. And there must be no filthiness or foolish talk or vulgar joking, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty that no sexually immoral or impure or greedy person, which amounts to an idolater, has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Speaking loud and clear to the church, there's some of this stuff that's going on in the church. Sexual immorality, impurity, coarse joking, foolish talk. I'm, I'm telling you that now is the time you have to straighten up. Verse 6, see that no one deceives you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. As you try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord, do not participate in the useless deeds of darkness. Hear me. But instead, even expose them. That's the job of the believer. We don't participate in darkness. We expose darkness. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this is the reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So then be careful how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. We'll be back right after this. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Once again, I'm Will Addison, and I'm talking today about having our a shift in our thinking as living in America as Christians. I think sometimes we have to be jolted and understand where we are and not uh, succumb maybe to the things of our surroundings. It's so easy to be caught up in, in uh, pleasures and co uh, comforts, and not that we're desiring to live in a harsh you know, place. Um, but the comforts, man, it's, it's a, it can be an enemy 
against us pressing forward in God, you know. And I was reading in Ephesians uh, before we left off, Ephesians chapter 5. And I want to read the, 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 the closing aspects of that, of the verses. Um, he said, awake sleeper and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. And in verse 15, and this is where I want to focus sometime as well. said, so then be careful how you walk. As Christians in America, I'm saying, and I'm echoing the apostle Paul here, and I'm trying to encourage the body of believers. Let's be careful how we walk, not as unwise people, but as wise. Making the most of our time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but let's understand what the will of the Lord is. I feel like this is uh, exactly where we are. God has given us the ability to see things, to know things that we can, you know, pray about them and, 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 you know, that we can understand the time that we're living in. And just as the Apostle Paul was talking about the days being evil, the days are evil still. But we as Christians, we walk in wisdom. And we're careful how we walk. We're careful who we walk with. Again, we don't participate in the deeds of darkness. Rather, we expose them. And there's a lot of darkness in our land. Let's just be real. There's a lot of wickedness. There's a lot of things that are happening that, man, we know that are not godly. But God has set us here for this time in this place to live and be a light, even amongst the darkness. Uh, in, a, in, in the foreword to the book, The Church in Babylon, uh, written by Erwin uh, Lutzer, Ed Stetzer writes, we've got to stop the Israel thinking, which is. This is our place, our home. Instead, we must remember that we are foreigners and strangers in exile. It's someone else's home. We're not Israel in the promised land. If anything, we are Israel in exile. Jeremiah 29, 5 speaks to those like us. We are called to plant gardens and grow, flourish, seek the good of the city and more. But we must always remember we're in Babylon. That's where we're at right now. Like we need to understand uh, where we live, what's going on, and how we are to operate and function in the land that God has placed us. And speaking about Babylon, God has, has me meditating, and I've been talking about this and I'm still on it, on the, on the first few chapters in the book of Daniel. You know, sometimes the Lord will have me read something and not move from where I'm reading, whether it's a particular chapter or chapters, uh, one verse or a set of verses like he'll have me there. And I just have to stay there until, you know, um, the Lord allows me to leave because he's showing me different things. And in reading chapter one of Daniel, uh, once again, that was a question that popped into my mind. Just reading through it. It was a question that popped up. Uh, sometimes I have questions about things that are not expressly laid out in Scripture. Like, you know, I've often asked myself, uh, I wanted 
more details on how Priscilla and Aquila ministered together. How did that look? You know, we we have a lot of, uh, you know, things in there that, that talks about them. But I, I'm like, man, is there more? I just want to know. <laughs> um, but a question arose as I was reading through Daniel chapter one again. And the question um, I was wondering was Daniel and his companions, Hananiah, Misael, and Azariah, what were their parents like? That was my question. Man, Lord, what were their parents like? What did they do to fortify their children? And, you know, there's a few things that came to my mind. Just in reading chapter one, there's a few things that I was able to deduce from that. Because, look, I'm a parent. You may be a parent. And you want, like, man, we see what's coming down the line. How do we secure our children? Uh, uh, what should we be doing right now in light of where we live? You know, being wise, understanding the times that the days are evil. We don't panic, but what should we be doing? And so I jotted down a few things that I, I, I felt like I could deduce from reading Daniel chapter 1, uh, possibly about their, their parents. Now, some say that, you know, uh, they believe that Daniel's parents uh, may have died in the captivity, like, you know, were killed, you know, but the Bible does not say that. So I don't I'm not going to try to inject anything, you know, where it's not. But I think there's some things that we can see in Daniel and his companions that would be helpful for us today in America. So, number one, I believe they heard and believed the word of, of godly prophets and they had discernment to heed the warnings and apply it to their families because you got to remember around the same time Jeremiah the prophet and other prophets there was another prophet named Uriah who was prophesying the same thing that Jeremiah was prophesying um, and they were preaching and prophesying at that time they were warning that this is what's going to happen this is coming there's going to be captivity you're going to be in exile you know so you had prophets prophesying you have you know and, and preaching and saying, this is what's going to happen because you have turned your back from God. God will allow this to happen. Well, I believe that Daniel's parents and uh, his companions, their parents, heeded those warnings. And as a result, they applied that because we see some things playing out in Daniel and his companions in their lives. So I believe that they heard the word of the Lord through prophets, through preaching, whatever method. Like I said, I know Jeremiah was prophesying and others, and they believed it, and they made adjustments if there was adjustments that needed to be made. Number two, I believe they uh, intensely indoctrinated their children, and it shows when their children were faced with pressure and difficulty in Babylon, what came out of them, what was in them. That's what's going to come out. What came out of them was a fidelity to God. What came out of them was a stubbornness against the world, against, you know, uh, doing what was ungodly, a boldness, courage. So I believe they were intensely indoctrinated before they before they even reached Babylon and was in, was tr trying to be indoctrinated for three years. They were already indoctrinated. And like I said before, they were already indoctrinated. So the indoctrination of the Babylon's. Uh, Babylonians did not stick. They were already indoctrinated. Number three, 
I believe they cult- cultivated godly disciplines within their children. Prayer, fasting, and unflinching fidelity to God. We see Daniel praying. We see the fasting. We see that. We see the fidelity to God. I believe that that was something that was cultivated before they even got to Babylon. Uh, they taught them the standard and made sure they understood that uh, what they could be facing. And that was some things Daniel and his companions was not going to do. Think about it. They weren't going to eat from the king's table. They were not going to stop praying to God when told not to. They were not going to bow down to the idol and face, you know, or face death. They were not going to bow down. They had been instilled in them some real solid uh, uh, foundational things. You can tell this wasn't something that was just like they just got this as soon as they went to Babylon. It just came upon them and they had this courage and this boldness. This was something cultivated. Number five, they taught them the value of community and the need for one another. When Daniel was told that all the wise men were going to be killed in the land because of uh, no one being able to tell or interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream, he he bought some time and he went to his companions and joined them to pray. And I believe that going forward. As the people of God, we're going to need each other more than we've ever needed each other in the past. Like, I feel like going forward, we're going to need each other, the body of Christ, the body of believers. I'm hoping that everybody listening has a local fellowship, has accountability, have someone you can go to and lean on in prayer and say, man, can we pray about this? We're going to need that more and more as the days advance. We need community. And I believe that uh, they understood this because they came together and they brought this to prayer and God gave Daniel the answer to this dream and he was able to to go in and tell King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, the dream and the interpretation. But he got with his friends and he prayed. And number six, uh, he was given and they were given wisdom on an array of things or topics. They had great understanding and dis- discerning knowledge. Now, I don't, I'm saying that they were definitely gifted by God. God gave them these giftings. But you cannot tell me that their parents had nothing to do with their godly formation. I believe 100 percent their parents, their guardians were instrumental. In, in solidifying their foundation before they even arrived in Babylon. So this leads me to us today. Right. So we're living in a place where we can see before our eyes the ungodly, uh, uh, the ungodliness. You know, I was talking to me and uh, Miki was talking to our kids this morning, our big three. And just doing some spiritual formation, showing them like, man, this culture that you guys will be uh, going out into. They are trying to indoctrinate from the youngest age possible. They want the youngest kids to feel like that their mindset of what they believe is normal. That's why they're showing two daddies and two mommies in cartoons. That's why they are they are they are reaching out to their to the kids, to the young people, because they want by the time that my child 
grows up to be this, you know, the same child, same age as their child. And my child said, man, that's not normal. That's not, man, that's against God. Well, the other children would say, no, this is how it always is. This is how it is. This is normal to have, you know, two of the same sex parents in a home. You're hateful for thinking otherwise. And that Bible you read is a hate book. And that church that you go to is a gathering of hateful people. Look, I'm not giving my children doom and gloom. But what I am doing, I, I desire that they would be fortified in their faith. They have made professions of faith in the Lord. And I see fruit in the big three. Now, the little three, no. <laughs> they have to, they got to be saved. They got to be born again. So I know that they are in Christ. But I have, we still, we can't just leave them there and say, okay, you got this. Now go ahead and live. No. We don't do that in the natural sense with babies. We don't say, okay, they're born. All right, let's just leave them right here. They'll grow up and have everything that they need. No, we take care of babies. We, we give them nourishment. We watch over them. It's the same way in the spiritual realm with believers. That's why discipleship is so important. So back to what I was saying, it brings us to where we are today. In light of all that's taking place in America, no matter who may ultimately be in the White House, the question is, how is your house? How is your house? You know, and that, that's a semi quote from my brother Abraham. It's much more important what, uh, what happens in your house than what's happening in the White House. We have to, that's where our mindset has to be because we're losing our young people. And a lot of it is because we're not taking the time in our own homes to raise up godly seed. And once they get out, they're being swallowed up by the world. Now, I'm not saying any of us are perfect. I know I'm not, but man, I'm trying. And I'm praying, I'm asking the Lord to help us to do it. You know, I know that they're their own people. They're going to make their own decisions. But man, on my end, I want to do all that I can. I don't want, I'm not going to even leave it up to the church because discipleship happens at home. The church comes alongside of me and my family and helps us as a supplement to what we're doing at home. Church is not the main feature of discipleship in our homes. We are, we, as the parents, we've been given by God the ability to disciple our kids and to know them and to understand what they need, you know, at every formation of their life, every step in life. God has given that to us, but we've been lazy. We're living in Babylon. We're trying to just, you know, make our careers, the American dream. That's what we want. Man, they're, they're kind of getting in the way of me living my best life. No, our treasures are right there in our homes if we would see it. If we would see it, we would see the, the great treasures that's been given to us by God. And so the question is, we don't know who's going to ultimately be in the White House, right? There's still a lot of counting going on and things are happening. And I'm, I'm saying continue to pray. But no matter who is occupying that spot, what's more important is how is your house? What is your house like? What are you doing? Christian, are you fortifying your children? Are you looking towards what's, what's coming and saying, man, I need to tighten things up? I am, and I hope you are too. 
This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Be back right after this. Addison's here on American Family Radio. I'm Will Addison, and we're talking uh, today about switching our mindset. While we live in this great country of the United States of America, we have to understand that, man, the land is full of wickedness. There's a lot that's going on. There's a lot that's seen, a lot that's unseen. And, man, as the people of God, we have to turn our hearts and our focuses and our mind to our our homes and say what can i do in my homes to fortify those that you've given me for the glory of god and i want to open up the phone lines if you want to give me a call if you want to talk about this 888-589-8840 it's 888-589-8840 if you want to talk about this topic or even um, we had a great show yesterday talking about uh, critical race theory and intersectionality and those things that have been invading the church. You can give us a call again, 888-589-8840. So we have to remember, and I, and I said this earlier in America, the morality of the people reflect the morality of the leadership selected. So as the people go, as the moral compass of the people decline, the people who are selected to govern decline. Like, that's just the way it is. And what we have been seeing for many years now is America's moral decline on display. Uh, it's worse with every election cycle. Also, let's look at it. I submit to you that whether there's been a Democrat leader or Democrat leaders or Republican leaders occupying the White House, the morals of the nation has been steadily declining. The focus has to be on our houses. That's where true change happens. That's where we begin to gain ground again. We can't uh, ignore the power of our homes. So I'm sounding uh, the alarm to have a renewed focus on your home. I've seen and am addressing some things that I feel like I need to tighten up uh, as it pertains to my family. Uh, this has to be done regardless of who is in office. Remember that we are not in Mayberry, folks. We're not in Mayberry. We are not in the promised land. Our, surround so our surroundings mirror Babylon or Rome. So let's shift our, let's shift our mindsets to be vigilant about what matters, right? The treasures that dwell right in our own domains. You know, Psalm chapter 127, verse 3 through 5 says, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the, of the womb is a reward. And like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed. 
when they speak with their enemies in the gate. I, I just I'm seeking to encourage every believer, every believer, man, that we wouldn't uh, have our gaze solely on this world. The things of this world, you know, like the politics and all that, they matter to a certain extent. Yes, they matter. But man, we can do a lot more as we raise up godly households, as we instill in our kids what to look out for, what to know. And again, we can trust the Lord with our children. We can trust him that if we do what we're supposed to do, that God will take care of what he needs to take care of. Will it have bruises and bumps? Yeah. But man, I know for a fact that me growing up in a godly home, it spared me from a lot of things that I could have gone into. Me having a, a mother and having a father who loved the Lord, raising a godly home, man, that meant the world. That meant the world for me. And so we have to make sure not only that we're providing our presence there, but that we're actively involved, that we're discipling our children, and that we are trusting the Lord with their lives. That we're trusting the Lord with their lives. All right. I want to go to the phone lines here. Uh, let's first go to, let's see, William in Texas. Hi, William. Hey, brother. How Hello. You doing? doing good. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm not in Mayberry, but I just passed through Bootleg, Texas, so <laughs> I'm, I'm getting close. <laughs> so I wanted to let you know the difference between Daniel's generation mm -hmm. and our generation is quite uh, interesting. Okay. In Daniel's generation, they were being preached to that they were going to go into tribulation, mm -hmm. into captivity. In our generation, we are being preached in that we are not going to go through tribulation. And so, let me give you an antidote how mm -hmm. how this is uh, how this affects the church. Mm -hmm. I used to be a maintenance man, a really good one, man. I tell you what, I, I worked hard, and but one of my duties was to do apartment make ready. Now that's when people move out. You you fix the apartment up, fix right. all everything that's broken, paint the walls, all that stuff. Right. And let me tell you, the majority of the time that people were moving away, they cared nothing about the apartment they were leaving. They were only concerned about where they were going. Mm. And I mm. believe that because of the doctrine of the preacher rapture of the church, it has basically uh, taken away the concern about the apartment that they're leaving because everybody's got their hope in in the home that they are going to. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And even in uh, Daniel's time, and I, I'll, I'll just say this, Jeremiah was uh, prophesying and, and speaking, and there were others, but there were also prophets who were saying, oh, you know, y'all not going into exile. Oh, no, you know, this is not going to happen. We're not going to be taken captive. And those were lying prophets. And so Daniel, I believe Daniel's parents had the discernment to know and understand who was <laughs> who who God was speaking through and who was lying. And so there was both there that, you know, Jeremiah was saying some pretty stout things about what was going to happen. But there were also prophets who hated Jeremiah and wanted to kill him that were saying the opposite. 
But I also would say while we're here in this land, yes, God has placed us here, you know, but we understand that our home is not here. The Bible clearly states that we have a dwelling place that's not on this earth that we're that we are looking forward to. And so, yes, it's already, but not yet. And so we can look forward to and understand that we are citizens of, of, of heaven. You know, while we live here and our job is to help, you know, in bringing other people to that same place. Like we should be living our lives as witnesses for the Lord. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that call. I appreciate everything that you said there. Uh, let's go to Rhonda in Texas. Hi, Rhonda. Hello, Will. Hello. How are you? Doing fine. Well, uh, what I, I wanted to say to you is, um, I, speaking of wickedness, yeah. I just uh, bought this little house, and it's uh, in, in and out Caucasian area. Mm-hmm. And the they, you know, it's okay if you don't speak or all that, but uh, they break into my house and steal things and do things that's un unimaginable you cannot i cannot explain to you that it take too long but i the hate that goes with them doing what they do inside here mm-hmm. you it's just unimaginable and i want to run and the house i paid cash for it my grandmother left me a little money and mm-hmm. that's what i did with it and i want to know what you would do in this situation would you, you know, uh, it's a pretty little house, but I, I, my nerves can't take the, the, it's like being tortured, tormented. Mm. It's a tormenting thing. So what would you do in this situation? Okay. Well, thank you for that call, Rhonda. You know, for me, in that type of situation, look, God is uh, not author of confusion. He, you know, he's not giving us a spirit of fear, you know, uh, but Hey, if there's that much going on there, I would be inclined, unless the Lord said otherwise, to go ahead and, and try to sell it and, and and move. I don't see I don't see any reason to stay in a place where you feel like there's if you can, you know, what where, where it's like torment and stuff. That's a pretty strong uh, word, you know. So uh, I would definitely seek the Lord and ask his his wisdom on what you should do, but. I would be inclined to to not stay there and continue to be tormented unless the Lord, you know, uh, uh, specifically placed me there and has something for me to do there, you know, uh, as far as being a light. But if not, if that's a move you made and you've in, in, and it's like, man, this is just bad. I don't see a reason for for staying if if you're able to go somewhere else. So that would be um, that would be me. But. Uh, thank you for that call, Rhonda. Uh, let's go to Jerry in Texas. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Will. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Uh, first time I listen to you, you and Mickey almost every day. I've been blessed to retire from the military, and now what I do is I take care of the house and my kids, and mm. um, I attend college full time. And so I I get to listen to you while I drive to go pick my kids up from their school in the afternoon. And I get to listen to Sandy Rios in the morning while I drive and take them to work, to school. Mm -hmm. So the Lord's just really blessed us. Wow. 
Um, want to let you know that, you know, I'm sure that it's humbling, but me, you know, personally, I appreciate what you and Miki do for the family this time of the hour. Uh, my oldest is 11, and, and me and him have really started. I get him up early in the morning, and we're going through Brian Fisher's book. Oh, uh, yeah. Or the man book yeah. on the different subjects. Um, and we get a little bit into that, and then we go into the Word to try and have a you know a discussion about what he may see on whatever topic we're covering, yeah. how to be a friend to people, what to look for in society, how people can be um, sessed out and to have a discerning spirit about different things and mm. seeking God and everything. Uh, we're also blessed enough that our kids go to a Christian private school, mm-hmm. um, just because even though where we live at in Texas, the public schools are good, mm-hmm. um, but we don't want that type of influence in their lives. Because my other three children are eight and seven, okay, and so that twins, okay, and so we don't want that influence. Yeah, um, but I, you know, I just want to, I guess, ask a question of what type of materials do y'all look look into in, in being able? Because I know y'all homeschool, yes, um, and I homeschool one of ours um, as far as being to raise up curriculum wise. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll let you go if you got a minute. Go ahead and answer. Okay. But once again, I do appreciate all that you and Mickey um, do cover and talk about. And when my kids are with me on different days when they're off and we listen to y'all, they are interactive as well. Awesome. Um, and that helps us to be able to communicate together. And just let Mickey know that you she'll never disenfranch- disenfranchise me as one of uh, your followers as well. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jerry. I appreciate that call. Um, you know, uh, as far as, as uh, curriculum, as far as homeschooling, we... Uh, use accelerated uh, ACE, accelerated Christian education, but you know some of the the, the spiritual and the biblical um, teaching. We have a Bible study that we do in the in the mornings, uh, just through a book of the Bible. Uh, not, right now we're in Galatians. We've been there for a moment, um, but we also have a book by a guy named Matt Friedman called Discipleship. I think it's called Discipleship in the Home. I have the book in my backpack. But there's a there's catechisms, there's, you know, who wrote the Bible, what's the, you know, books of the law and things like that. We go through um, with our children. You know, we had done it consistently in the past, especially when the big three were small. And then we kind of got away from it. But we're bringing it back because we have a, the big three and the little three now. And so uh, it has to continue. We don't want to drop the ball on the little three in the big three <laughs> got all our attention. You know, so um, there's there's that. Um, and so we, we have that formation going on. We have um, books that we are requiring them to, to read as far as church history and things like that, where they're going to have to write what they've learned from it. You know, and so a lot of it is as the Lord lays it on our hearts, you know, we teach them. We do have, like I said, for the schoolwork, we have, you know, Matthew C. We use that. We use Answers in Genesis. Uh, we use that and some other things in ACE. But as far as the, the Bible study and, and all of that, we that's something that the Lord has uh, geared us to do. And we create lessons and different things for us to talk and to discuss and to go through the word of God together with. So that's just a glimpse of what we do. There's some resources at AFA.net. If you go to AFA.net, there's a tab uh, for resources. And, and we put together some homeschooling resources there. Uh, is uh, three families that homeschooling and we put the things that we use uh, in a form that you can go and check out uh, the, the, the stuff we use and see if it fits for your family. So go to AFA.net 
and there should be a resources tab where you can get that information. Uh, so hopefully that will help uh, anyone who's listening, who, who's wondering how to do this. And so we're still learning as well. So we try to offer the same information we have. Well, this has been Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Be back tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless. <laughs>